Amen, amen. Well, you can feel the Holy Spirit here this morning, so amen. All right, our scripture, we, we are in between things, and so I, I just got to pick whatever the Lord laid on my heart. And by Ashley and, and the worship today, I think uh, this was what the Holy Spirit um, wanted us to talk about because it has all worked together. Um, our scripture comes out of Isaiah 40, chapter 40, beginning in verse 28, going through 31. Listen for the word of the Lord. Do you not know, or have you not heard, the Lord is, everlast, is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of God for the people of God. You know, as, as um, we celebrate our graduates today, I look and I've been through that four times. And I know what an exciting time it is. It's an achievement. You think it's never going to happen or you don't think about it. And then here it is. And uh, it's exciting, but I also know it's a little scary uh, because you're going into a new season in life, you're, you're progressing as uh, your maturity grows and you grow into adult and you begin to take more re adult responsibilities and as you take more adult responsibilities and you grow in thinking about jobs and taking care of your family and it, it, and it begins, the world begins to um, creep in, right? As you begin, and that's what we're supposed to do as parents, right? Try to prepare our kids for adulthood. But adulthood is not always easy, is it? You can, okay, you can say amen. I, I will have to say, I, was, I usually sit in on uh, Pastor Owen's sermon in the morning, and, and I will say, as far as interaction, we have a lot of ground to make up. As the congregation. But yeah, it, I mean, it can be hard. Life is hard. You know, and, and sometimes we, we get burnt out. And, and I've, I've watched this with my kids as they have to accept more responsibility. I'm getting ready to marry off my third child. And boy, I can just see stuff going on with Jake. He's, that's my second son, third child. And, you know, when he's at, anybody experienced this, if you have kids in that age, when he's, at, when he's at our house, we can't get him to take out the trash. We can't get him to do anything. You know, when we go back home, even probably now, we, we revert a little bit. But listen to this. Jake, I, my, when he's at home, he's high school Jake. But he's working, he's getting married. He just, they just bought a house. And yeah, and I went over and he called me. I was home uh, in Fort Worth this weekend and I was talking to him. He goes, hey, and I had all the grandkids at our house and he hears that and he was like, do you want to come over and hang out, right? Because <laughs> they had just gotten everything set in their house. 
And I said, yeah, I, I can come home. Do you just want me? He goes, well, Zach, he just wanted some, the guys to come over and watch the Mavs game. And I said, yeah. He goes, okay, well, why don't you guys just come over and we'll hang out? And I said, okay. And before he gets off the phone, he goes, no muddy shoes. <laughs> I was like, who is this? But he's entering a new phase of life. And as exciting as it is, we know there's going to be tough times. There's going to be times where you just are fed up, where, you, where life beats you down, wears you out. Anybody know about that this last year? Uh -huh. And you just get beat up and worn out, um, burnt out, and you just kind of have reached your boiling point. You're, you're just done. Well, that's what we're talking about here. And Scripture talks about that. It talks about the human condition. Remember, I always tell you, the Bible is not a history book. It has history in it. But the Bible is about God's nature, human nature, and the relationship between the two. And so when we talk about things that we experience, well, maybe I better check. Maybe it's just me. Has it, does anybody in here get worn out, beat up, or burnt out? Oh, just Ashley and Angel. Yes, we do. Right? We do. I think, I think Lisa would say, I, I had a little fit on Tuesday, didn't I? I was just, oh, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just whining and moaning and just, I'm just burnt out about all of this stuff. And sometimes we just have that. And be, the Bible speaks to it. people in Scripture, right? Moses in Numbers chapter 11, he has pulled them out. I mean, uh, and he has taken them through the wilderness. He's done all this thing, and he's just done. All the, and he begins to just blow up at God. They're whining about, what I feed him? Why didn't you take us out of there? They're just being, he goes, I've had it. I'm done. Just, let, just take me. He's just burnt out. Elijah in, in 1 Kings chapter 19, he had just had a huge victory over the prophets of Baal. I mean, just, just made him look silly. And his God triumphed. And two chapters later, he's holed up under a juniper tree just saying, just take me. I'm done. I'm worn out. I thought, you know, you had, he had that victory. He thought it was over. And now they're still chasing him. And he's just burnt out and worn out. And that's the human condition. It's not if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen and why it's going to happen. And now there's things that we can do. Because, I mean, it, when we get in that situation, it's probably, probably physical and mental. And there's things we can do to... Um, revive our bodies. We can get more rest. We can exercise. We can, we can eat right. We can relax. We can, we can get therapy, massage therapy. We can get all kinds of different things. See, we had it going on before service started. <laughs> There's all kinds of things we can do to refresh our bodies and even our minds. Usually when we refresh our bodies, our minds, um, get refreshed and revived. But there's one thing we can never 
refresh on our own. And that is spiritually. We can't revive our spirit. There's only one place we can go to revive our spirit. And that is God, who is spirit. Right? The, um, Moses and Elijah, they were throwing their fits and they were burnt out, worn out, beat up. But where did they go? They were crying. They were crying out and moaning. But they were crying out to God. I had a friend once who was talking about, he was from West Texas, cowboy, and he was talking about his dad's death, and he said that his dad's death, he, he idolized his dad. His dad had played football at Texas Tech. He was a, a good old country boy, and he just idolized his dad, and his dad, at a young age, was dying of cancer. And he said he hadn't been going to church or really done anything, and he was up in Lubbock, and he was at a hotel and he was out in the parking lot, and he, he said, I hadn't been in church forever, but I was out there, and I just started cussing at God for taking my dad. And he goes, I wasn't just cussing in my head. I was yelling in the parking lot of this hotel and cussing at God for what was happening in my dad's life and why he was taking my dad. And he goes, in a testimony he gives, he goes, I was yelling and, and wondering, and I stopped and I just sat there, and I began to think, oh, well, well, what's God thinking? I hear I'm cussing at him. And he said it came into him just as clear as he can remember. He said, yeah, but at least you're talking to me. At least you're talking to me. See, when we are burnt out... Spiritually, there's only one place we can get that revived. There's only one place that we can fill our spirits. And that's as a pastor, you get worried because it's, it's human nature. When, we're, when we feel bad about ourselves, maybe we backslid into something. Maybe we did something we shouldn't do. Maybe we're having an attitude about life and, or in our marriage. It, it could be a, a wide range of things. Oftentimes when that happens to people, what you see them do is step back. I don't want to go to church today. I don't feel like going to church today. People are going to know me. They're going to see through me. I don't want to. But that's the wrong thing to do. It's the exact opposite. When you don't feel like going to church, you better get up and run to church. And as a congregation, we better be that church that they can feel loved when they walked in. Now, that, uh, you guys know me. I'm not excusing sin or anything like that. I'm not saying we don't call a fail a fail, a, a backslide a backslide. We, we do all of that, but that doesn't mean you're not loved. It's in those times that you know you're loved more than any. When you failed, when you flopped, and everyone knows it, and you say, yeah, but I still love you. Having friends, having family that you can go to and they know everything about you, and they love you anyway. That's what the body of Christ is supposed to be. But it doesn't start with us. That's what we're supposed to do, but we're just emulating God's love for us. 
So, so it is God's spirit, and we get revived in God's spirit when we go, live in the means of grace. When I ha- can't do any, when I can't figure out when I'm having a fit and just tired and frustrated with everybody like Moses, and just going, all oh, these church people. And I just can't get out of it. You know what I do? I come in here and I open the Bible and just start reading it. I know God's going to meet me there sometimes. Or I might come in and just start praying. The thing is, you know what? I should have done that earlier. Because God will meet me there. God will meet you there. And that's where you will be refreshed in your spirit. God will meet you in the body of Christ. When you have a friend that says, snap out of it. When you have people that you know love you, that aren't going to make excuses for bad behavior or struggles or anything like that, but they're going to love you through it. It is through those means of grace that God meets us there and his spirit fills us up. But it's also God's grace that revives us. Because, you know, oftentimes when we get burnt out in the world or even in church, right? Pastors get burnt out bad. You know why they get burnt out bad? People say, well, the pastors, how do they get burnt out? Well, because when they start trying to do this on their own power, on their own ability, and then you realize, I can't do it, and then you fall short, and then you get burnt out. Same thing. Just because in church doesn't mean the same thing. When we begin to try to live this life and go through this life on our own power, on our own ability, instead of relying on the power of God and the Holy Spirit in us and getting that our responsibility isn't to run this, do that. My responsibility, biggest responsibility is stay connected to God. I stay connected to God, everything be all right. Obedient faith, I believe, Pastor Raymond. Obedient faith says, stay connected to God. God will lead you through it. But then also, it's not just God's spirit, it's God's grace. There is no more reviving thing than God's grace. And that is knowing that you are loved. That, but that love covers a multitude of sins and struggles, and burdens. Half the time when we get burnt out, when we're just giving ourselves, pouring ourselves out, pouring ourselves out, we're trying to gain acceptance. We're trying to earn somebody's love. We're trying to earn a position, or or money, or materials. We're trying to justify ourselves so hard in the eyes of somebody else, and then we fall short, we fall short, and we just get burnt out. And I can't take it anymore. In in those times, you feel lonely. You feel isolated. But coming into a church, a body of Christ, where we are reminded, as I said in my prayer, there's nothing I can do to make God love me less. And there's nothing I can do to make God love me more. And to sit in that truth and in that grace There is nothing more reviving. There is nothing more that fills our soul and picks us up than to hear that voice and to know in your spirit, you are loved. 
just the words. Like a blanket being draped over you. We can't do this world with pandemics and politics and division and jobs and finance. It's a hard road. But we don't have to do it by ourselves. We're not supposed to do it by ourselves. We're not intended to do it by ourselves. We are to be surrounded by the body of Christ that shows us in this world the love of God and to know we have a God that loves us more than we could ever imagine, even in spite, especially in spite of us. I hope you always know that the Spirit of God never grows faint, never goes weary, and he never gets tired of loving us and lifting us up. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you for your unconditional love that doesn't excuse our failures, doesn't minimize our weakness, our mistakes, but Lord, doesn't let us waller in it lifts us up and reminds us that we are loved, dusts us us off and, and says, keep going, I am with you. So Lord, those that are watching, those that are here, above all else, I want them to feel the power, the reassuring power of your spirit and your overwhelming presence, and the overwhelming presence of your love, grace, and mercy. May that revive our souls, lift us up, strengthen us, empower us, that we might be your people, sharing your love with a hurting, burnt out, worn out, beat up world. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.